Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Rob Kovacs for Straylight. Straylight is a VR game that came out earlier this year, January 2023. And you basically fly through this neon cosmos. You kind of, um, with your arms. (laughs) I don't know how else you'd fly, but uh, there's a very 80s theme with an absolutely fantastic vintage synth soundtrack from Rob that I adore. This soundtrack is fantastic. Rob's been on level before to talk about his alter ego, 88-bit. So as 88-bit, Rob performs 8-bit arrangements on piano that are really technically difficult. He's truly a fine, fine keyboardist. Um, So he's been on level to talk about that before, and we take some time to check in on that project and what he's up to these days with 88-bit. One of my favorite things about talking to Rob though, is that his studio is designed that he can sit at the keyboard and demonstrate things while he's talking and recording himself. So there's a lot of that in this conversation, and I absolutely love that. So we basically go track by track, and Rob unpacks some of the reasons why the soundtrack sounds the way it sounds, whether we're talking about its rhythmic sounds or its harmonic sounds. So a lot of fun to to hear him demonstrate so many things throughout this conversation. Join us on Discord to talk about this and other episodes of Level. You'll find that link down in the show notes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. This conversation is up there as well. And if you're able to support us financially on Patreon, we'd be so grateful. We have an exclusive sticker right now for patrons at the $5 level. Learn more, as I said, at patreon.com slash level. All right, here's Rob Kovacs talking about Straylight. Some of the things I really loved is the groove. There's like this modern groove with these, you know, quote unquote, old timey synths, right? So it's like this kind of really fun um, in my brain from someone who grew up in the 80s and has such a, I think, different relationship to those sounds than someone in their 20s, right? Um, it just it's it just had this really fun uh, inter... Um, I'm trying not to say the word marriage. Fuck it. Marriage. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't want to in my brain. I'm like, don't use that word. And who cares? And it's a good marriage of like, you know, the 80s and like more modern beats, right? And I loved that. Um, I I loved your transitions are so fun. Uh, and oh, wow. um, yeah. And, and every time I listened through it, I was like, no, this one's my favorite. <laughs> Awesome. Which also was super fun. So first, before we, uh, you know, get too crazy into each track, I'd, I'd love to just hear you describe the game. It's a VR game, obviously, um, and uh, and then we'll then we'll go from there. Yeah, the game's called Straylight. It's a VR only game, and it will only ever be a VR game because you basically use two hands to shoot grapple beams on these like floating anchor nodes, and you pull and swing yourself around and it feels like you're flying through space. And it's awesome. The experience of 
feeling like you're flying is is what makes it so fun. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we have you know a lot of uh, great visuals and just this you know it feels like you're just somewhere you've never been before. Uh, and the level design is very very challenging, but it's it's like you know it's like old school um, platformers that you die a lot and you but it's, <laughs> you see that it's possible and you keep wanting to uh, achieve the uh, up, you know get past the obstacle. So um, that's the, the main premise of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, we we specifically set out to make a movement game in VR that doesn't make people sick, which is. Like a silly thing to say about gaming, but if you're familiar with VR, yeah, well, it is VR sickness, which is you know motion sickness real. essentially. It's real. Yeah, yeah. and uh, when your brain yeah. sees something and your body's feeling something different, that's essentially what's going to cause motion sickness. Right. Um, and, and so, with a game like this, where there's a lot of movement, people see it and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm just going to barf immediately." <laughs> and it's not like that. Like we we specifically made it so that we took out everything that would make people give that feeling of motion sickness. So mm. getting rid of the walls and the ceiling and the floor actually makes it help you feel like you're floating. Another sure. thing, like having control of your movement. So you don't move unless you like move your arm. That's like kind of like what powers this stray light, we call it. Okay. So you have control over your movements and your acceleration. And that is, seems to, overall, that seems to be enough to let people feel comfortable. Even people who've never played VR. Because we've demoed this and exhibited it at a lot of conventions and a lot of times it's people's first time in VR and we put them in this game wow. and they love it. They do, they do a great job and you know, almost everyone is, is fine. Every once in a while, someone, no matter what, is going to feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And I always just say like anytime, this is for anyone in VR, first time, if you ever feel uncomfortable in VR, just like close your eyes. Yeah. Like, re- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Reorient yourself. Yep. Yeah. You can always do that. So that's a little bit about uh, what, the, what the game is. Yeah, and it's on all headsets. Everything except PSVR two, which just came out. We are hopeful to get it on PSVR two, but okay. we are on PSVR one. PSVR one. So okay. if you have a PSVR one and you still play it, or you want to take it out again, yeah, try Stray Light. Nice, nice, and it's really um, describe it like visually too. The colors, like it's very neon in ways. It's yeah. It, yeah, it's very vibrant, neon, also kind of dark because we're like in space-ish, mm-hmm. virtual space. Uh, but we initially started with like Tron, like the 80s, like Tron kind of graphics or synthwave type graphics. Those yeah. were the, an early inspiration and graphically moved on a little bit from that. Um, uh, so it's very like, uh, yeah, there's these what we call monuments in every level. So you're like, you're, there's like a track that you kind of follow, a path that you follow. There's obstacles, and then every every level has a a different atmosphere and a different monument, oh, which okay. are all like visually pretty stunning and abstract. Okay. Um, also fairly simple, um, but but not but um, part of that is for to make it so that we could put it on every headset. We had to keep the graphics somewhat simplified. Oh, interesting. So that we could okay. Focus on the gameplay because yeah, sure. if, like if you start dropping frames in VR, that's another thing that's going to make people sick. Oh so. yeah, that makes sense. How did you we, meet the team? How did you uh, become a part of the team? We started at a uh, global game jam in 2018. Oh, so in January. fun! Yeah, and two of us or three of us worked on uh, 48-hour film projects for like years. So this is a oh. similar thing. You get two days to make a thing and. Uh, we, so we did a bunch okay. of movies that way, and I did all the music for those. 
So okay. uh, the main cinematographer for the films, also who did all the graphics, met these two programmers, and um, he then brought me and Ben uh, okay. on to be a part of it too. Oh, cool. Was, that's how it started. And then it, immediately it was a cool, cool idea, cool concept. And we all were like, yeah, let's make this a real game. Had you had a Profit 5 already? I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. So that's why we kind of went with like an 80s thing. And then Global Game Jam, there's like these like targets. It's like they have a bunch of different like like targets. I'm not even sure. You don't like get any points and there's no awards, but you can just say like, we went for this one. Okay. And one of them was 80s. So okay. okay. I was like, well, I have this Profit 5, which is a quintessential 80s synth. And I've really yeah. never really used. Um, I bought it from someone like uh, it would have been about 10 years prior to that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He let me borrow it. I was, he was selling it. He let me, I was like, can I try it? And I just immediately fell in love with it. Yeah. I, like, I, need, to, I need to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out over eventually. Yeah. So even then, I didn't really know how to use it that well. But within, I played around with it enough and made the, what is the Straylight theme and pretty much left it untouched for the album. We did that in just those two days. And that was wow. the beginning of everything. Wow. This, the one called Straylight? Yeah. This is the one that that I well I'm gonna say that a thousand times so I'm not even gonna say that but I love the transitions um, but there's this really fun octave play too which I know is like a part of the synth right it's like you can make it do these cool patterns and sequences and all those things but you know making those interesting and non-repetitive is part of the hope too right. one point there's there's just kind of all this um just octaves right but you're not doing them just back and forth you're just doing more interesting things with it i you know i just had this conversation with someone right before this interview um about how uh this is a tangent i feel so comfortable talking about music but when it comes to describing electronic music, I kind of lack a lot of the, the right vocabulary because I can't be like, oh, I love that clarinet line or I love that, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the low strings that come in or the distorted trumpet or whatever. So I'm just like, I don't know what to call these things. Yeah. There's but- no, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're really keen on like, that's a sawtooth sound and that's a square wave. See, and that's what I was like, God, maybe I need to really teach myself the sounds of those 
wave shapes. So anyway, that's a whole other thing that that I've just been struggling with as I listen. I think everyone does. I don't. There's no okay. specific way to like refer to these sounds. And, <laughs> yeah. and all of them were like made like on a synthesizer. You can right. create your own sounds. So right, exactly. Like, what do you call it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just talk to me about kind of, I mean, whatever you want to talk to me about the the track that's actually called Straylight. Um, you know, just yeah. That t- there's go you go, and then I'll point out some other things I liked about it. Yeah, that was the first one. I was um, so part of the inspiration for that was actually Stravinsky's uh, Petrushka. This, oh there's a section God. in the fourth movement called Dance of the Coachman. And grooms, and because uh, I was yeah. playing that piece, I was like just recently hired to play that piece with an orchestra. Oh, so wow! So I was like listening to it, and um, yeah, there is a that 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 section just starts with this yeah. suspended dominant chord, and it just yeah. <laughs> you're just waiting. It just feels like you're waiting. has this like floating feeling and that that type of sound that is basically a dominant in the bass and a one chord on top so a one six four or a suspended dominant we don't yeah, call it yeah oh that's not a one six four that was a that's a suspended dominant but same kind of idea that one six four type sound yeah it just feels like you're just waiting for you're it to waiting go here. you're gonna go somewhere right <laughs> and uh but when it doesn't it just feels like it's floating so i use that like concept i use a different chord uh a b and b major And so we have this, this like pad up top that's in B, yeah, the B hexachord, and then this it's just sitting on this F sharp and like dancing around, but never quite going to one until yeah. finally the right. chorus will go to one. Yes, yes. We get there, then it's like, okay, we're finally in the groove. And yep. my whole thought was I hadn't seen the game. We only it was only concepts at this point. We had nothing to go off of. And I had the, yeah. I've seen I saw like one little pink, they were pink at the time, pink node. That was it. So yeah. it was all conceptual. What was what would it be like you know, for someone to feel like they're floating for the first time? It would be uncomfortable and awkward and but cool and exhilarating. Yeah. Um so there's like these big swells that kind of come in, which kind of give the feeling of lift. Um, and then the melody's kind of like all over the place. There's no clear melody yet. And then the drums come in, and those are all like kind of all over the place and very wonky. And just like that feeling of awkwardness, like trying to skateboard for the first time or ride a bike for the first time without training wheels. And yeah. That's kind of what I was trying to in- indicate musically. But once you get it, then it's like, oh, this is awesome. So that's like what, kind of what the chorus is that we're finally hit one. Yeah. And we get a solid melody. Yeah, and which it's, it's a rising melody too, like more indicating of taking off. Yep, there's a lot of that in in the whole soundtrack, and and um, uh, oh shit, what did you just say that made me want to say? 
about going to one. Oh, just the fact that there is that kind of wonderment in that track, you know, and in some of the others too, like there's just like, it's just exciting and, you know, um, and the groove helps it feel good too. You know, it's like, like a perfect weather on the perfect day on the, you know, it's like that kind of music, which, which is awesome, you know? Um, but that, when this voice comes in, I think it comes in on the six. I can't, I should have brought my laptop over so I could play things to you too, that you could then play oh. back to me or something, but, <laughs> um, but I didn't. Um, but, but yeah, there's this voice that just comes in, kind of just interrupts everything to transition into that section, which I just loved that. I just loved, um, uh, that change. Yeah, we have like, there was like melodic ideas, but really no clear melody. And then, yeah, that really, it's louder in the mix. And then that's that. You're talking about that vo- that melody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah, it comes in, it's loud, it's mixed loud, and it's uh, mm-hmm. um, just a very synthy <laughs> sawtooth <laughs> yeah, yeah. sound and very bouncy. Um, mm-hmm. I, that one, I, I, there's, some, there's, a, there's a track by a guy named Trent Moeller. I think he's in like Norway or something that I used to like a lot. And it has like a similar, similar like octavey. Okay. Kind of like yeah. bounce to it. Yep. 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 Definitely kind of took, took from that. And yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. So that was, that was the, the first, first track and kind of set the tone for okay. the rest well, that, of the game. That makes sense. Cause even then like the, the main like kind of artistic director was like, all right, so you know, you have to just use that synth for everything. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, like okay, because yeah, yeah. it has such a cool, unique sound. Yeah, um, I didn't even save half those sounds on that track, so like, I don't have that opening p- pad oh, or the bass. Oh no, that's another what? issue with the, yeah. There's a lot of issues with the synthesizer. I mean, it is old; oh. it's from like 1980. Yeah, and it only has 40 banks, 40 sound patches. Oh, and I had to record pretty much over all of them, and oh, I wanted to God. keep some of them. Yeah, because they're like iconic. But yeah, I got I kept one. <laughs> oh God, can't you? Well, that's just going to demonstrate that I don't know shit about a Prophet Five. So. <laughs> it's, I mean, it was revolutionary. Aren't you like time. dialing? You're dialing the things to make the sounds, right? Yeah, yeah. So, can you make yourself a key or take a photo or like? Yeah, you could do that. You, you could, could do that. Photo. Okay, but okay, even okay. then, actually, that's not quite right because it has digital recall. So, like, you okay. hit the button and it recalls everything, but the knobs don't actually move. Okay. So you can recall a sound, which is often what I would do. I would have like a sound and I'd start there and then tweak the knobs. Yeah. But maybe like I would, might not tweak every I knob. I see. Okay. I see. Yep. Gotcha. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, sounds so good though. Um, Starforge. Starforge is, is, uh, seems like a popular track. It, you, it must have had some kind of special release or something is my guess. Yeah. We released two tracks as singles. Okay. That was the okay. second single. Oh, Void Compass was first, and then Starforge was. Oh, it's Void definitely Compass, the, the catchiest God one. Damn. Okay. Yeah, Starforge, really great groove. And this one, I was just like, you must have just been smiling at some point making this track, knowing how groovy and good this one feels.
tell me about writing Starforge. This is the third track I did for the game. And this was the first one where I was like, this is like the best thing of sounding thing I've ever made. Like this is the sound I, I that it just sounds yeah. great. Yeah. And it was the first time I really felt that about recording and, and Oh, There's always fun. things. It's like oh, this, this, I wish this was better. Or I can tweak this, but like this song, this one just like sounded so great all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, I had some. At this point, I put a MIDI kit in it. So okay. the first song for Straylight, the Straylight theme didn't have a MIDI kit, so everything had to be played. Um, once I had a MIDI kit, then I was able to like loop and or layer tracks. So um, that opening, for example, opening a little riff. Just swirls around you. Yep. So it's just it's just played recorded twice. So like I'd record the MIDI and then have the computer control the synth and then record the sound back onto okay. the computer. Um, but when if you did that on a virtual synth and you layer it, it just gets louder because the synth wave, yep. the wave form is exactly the same. Sure. But on a yep. analog synth, it's never exactly the same. So you get like <laughs> cool phasing effects. Yeah. And it just kind of swirls all around you. Um, yeah. So we had I had that, and then just built off it. Um, threw in the bass, you know, playing all the bass stuff. The bass kind of takes the lead the first half. Yeah, that was way fun. And then sure. I could again layer it up an octave, get thicker sounds. And then yeah. um, the melody, yeah, the main the hook melody that comes in this really, uh, yeah, it's like very glistening. It's a you know it's in hocket with the uh, the main yeah, riff, right? Yep. That one E, and then the melody yeah. is on and uh. Right. Yeah. Can't play this quite together. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, they they <laughs> just like fit in so nice, and then yeah, it yeah it just comes down. It's a, and then it goes back up. Big leaps. Yep. Big, yep. Mimicking and, uh, the movement in the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really fun. I wanted to make it longer. It's the shortest song on the game, in the game. I it's want them all minutes. longer. Even... <laughs> Please make yeah. all of them longer. <laughs> you know what I want to do? And I talked about this with the label. And I think we're trying to find a way to do this. Um, we didn't use like FMOD or WISE for this game. We just used like the Unity sound engine, which is okay. very limited. Yeah. Um, so that meant I had to make all the waves loop perfectly. Oh so, yeah, okay. So every track has like a start and then a loop, and sure. Um, so you could play the loops, and it would loop perfectly. So I want to like just release the loops, like the whole yeah. soundtrack, but like the intro and the start, and then if if you want to hear the loops, because some of them are different. Um, cool. You can listen to it that way too. Yeah, yeah.
I do think, I do think if I had, if, you know, gun to my head, choosing a favorite, it would be The Last Campfire. I oh, nice. Uh, nice. I love this track so much because it kind of sneaks up on you with its epicness, you know? Um, but I just love when the harmony comes in at the end and you do this like drum fill leading up to that happening and this really awesome bass line leading up to that <laughs> happening. And it's, it's just so good. It just feels so, so good. I loved that track. I'm glad. That's like, yeah, it's like kind of a sleeper hit. It's like my, yes. that's my third favorite track. Okay. And that moment <laughs> is what absolutely makes it. Tell me about it. Yeah. Track. That one is yeah. super fun. Um, that one's fun in the loop, too, because there's like three different loop points. It loops back to different points. Okay. So the whole track is like actually seven minutes long on the game. Um, yeah, that one's fun. It's kind of a, kind of has a Radiohead chord progression yes. right there. Yes. That one to flat two with a major seven. Yeah. Um, that's a fun progression, too. It's basically it's a 32-bar or 16-bar progression. Okay. Um, almost all these songs are based on like the four-chord progression concept. Yep. Yep. Um, but you can expand on that. And so this one does that too. So it does that same progression twice. Uh, I, I love to talk theory, so I hope it's not too much theory. Not for me. Um, all right, good. And then <laughs> and then the, the third time through that progression, I changed that first chord. Then I just like start substituting chords. So mm -hmm. instead of a one, it's now the six. Yep. But then I keep the other ones the same. But now we have a new relationship. So like right. going from here to here is darker yeah. and and... Heavier than like here to here. Yeah. But it's a small change. And then back to the four. And then again, change the fourth chord to this, which is a similar chord. So mm -hmm. instead of B flat major, we're doing G minor. Just changing the bass down a third. Easy mm -hmm. trick. That yeah. Changes everything above it. Can you play it and up an octave for me? Do you mind doing that? That's my chord. Yeah. 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 And then... Awesome. And then uh, the fourth time through, I'm going to change the second chord. Huh. Yeah, so that's it. Awesome. So just swapping out a few chords so it never quite... Yep. feels like it's the same thing over and over again. And then, it, and like the sound of it too. The sound of that one was really wild. That's it's just a sound I had made at one point. Um, 
it's just like it's just like synth <laughs> sawtooth shower just, <laughs> just raining down on you constantly. Um, and it feels like to me like the, the melody just pops out of that, <sighs> almost like sun flares or something. Just like yeah, this, this melody yeah. is just coming out of that that's this chord progression. Yep. Um, the melody was super fun. It's you know if the first one is a melody that lasts about sixteen bars. And then there's like this breakdown section with these big like wah wah chords, and a drum. Pretty much the drums kind of take this, the lead there. They're kind of unpredictable. They groove, yes. but they don't. The, the groove keeps changing. You can't yes. quite catch it. Yeah. There's like this background sound, this like reverse sounding type synth thing in the background that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of getting building up tension. And then the melody comes back. And something I like to do throughout this album, um, like. Um, I really did like just challenge myself to make things like as interesting as I wanted them to be, yeah. and thankfully the team let me go as crazy as I wanted to. <laughs> um, so the melody is now thirty-two bars because it it doesn't end like it did before. It keeps going, and then there's that big drum fill, yeah. And then the second half, yeah, the melody is then harmonized in thirds, yeah, not in thirds, but three-part harmony. Wait, yeah, that's the wrong chord. <laughs> And it's all over the place. It's it would be really hard to sing. What's another fun yeah. thing about <laughs> yeah. doing synths? I mean, you can have yeah, melodies that you can't thing. sing that are just right. yep. you know, oct- octave plus jumps. Right, and, the, and all that's the really something I took from too. like yeah, yeah. It's something I took from early video game music, like Mega Man. You know, sure, Mega Man stuff, or um, where you know, the melodies are just like all over the place. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they're so fast, but yep. still memorable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one. Is really satisfying, and the very end it does change the chord progression, like just once, at the very, very, very end. And it stays up the whole time, too, because that's another thing. Like, I liked how they didn't all end the same. I couldn't predict exactly how each track was going to end. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure that's a product of how you put the soundtrack together, or maybe it's not, but it just, I just, I liked that. It was like, oh no, it's over. It's over. It's, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, that was cool. Some of that is I had to find a way to make it loop. So, sure, uh, sure. Yeah. So there's an ending on the track, but. So there's, but there's a point where it can just loop back. Sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, none of them really have like an ending. Just yeah. they need to kind of keep going. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. So Void Compass, you said that was the other track you released as a single. Um, this, yeah, again, obviously great track. Um, and and this one I found really interesting for my personal musical brain because. There's a point like like one minute in, everything drops out and it's one line. And I can think of it as one line, but I also liked thinking of it as like treble and bass playing to- together, but not really talking over each other. They kind of do a little bit, but you know what I mean? It was just interesting to like 
hear it as like one polyphonic line, but also think of it as two voices talking and having a conversation. So I just loved that little window of that of that track. So, yeah, another based on a four chord progression. Another one that doesn't, this one doesn't go to one. It starts on a flat six, flat seven, and then yeah. a chord I love to use the, uh, um, oh. the major nine chord with no third or a slash chord. You can make uh, an F over B flat. Okay. So, a, a okay. triad with a yep. fifth below it in the bass. Yeah. This is hollow kind of sound. Yeah. And then. And then that loops, except this time the fourth chord is now a flat three chord. It just okay. goes back and forth between those. Yeah. Um, and then that melody is like right in between that rhythm. Yep. That's having the melody. Yeah. So that's that like interplay I think you were talking about. Yeah, it is. Because on the synth, like when you play it on piano, it definitely sounds like left hand, right hand. And on the, but when you're listening to a synth do it, you can almost imagine one, I just, I don't know, I hear it as one line. It you is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you're right. That's a yeah. awesome way to pick that up because it is, yeah. um, the Prophet 5, you can play up to five notes at once and I definitely use that limitation a lot. Okay. But you yeah. can also unify it, everything, make everything in unison so you can only play, um, it becomes a monophonic synth so you can only play one note. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it yeah. And it can uh, glide or uh, so it can. Yep. Pour, Portmento, basically. Yep. You yep. can control that. So then you have that like... Yeah, it's so good. Feels unified now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I loved that fucking line. <laughs> Thank you. It's kind of weird. That second note, that D natural. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right after yeah. that D flat chord. Yeah. But, just but see, it leads in though, e right? Yeah, that's what it's yeah. doing. It's the leading, leading tone in its own way. That's another like really long melody that that you know just keeps developing and changing. Well, and that's, yeah. that one's weird because the form of that one doesn't. It's it's a through composed. It's just section A B C D E F okay. section. That was one yeah. of the that was like the fourth one I wrote, and we needed something fast. And uh, it was written for a level where you. It's written for those. Most of these were written for levels in mind. Um, mm-hmm. That one we we need to get the player to like play fast and like get get them to build up some speed. Okay, sure. So that was the premise of, of this one. Yeah. And yeah, it just keeps going, different sections. We've got that blast beat section, which is super fun. A solo. A, the it's solo, ridiculously you know. fast. <laughs> Solo. <laughs> I didn't play it. I didn't have to play it. No. I figured, I was like, boy, I don't know, man. 
but it was it's, awesome. It's, it is playable. It's, it is uh, fast. Yeah, yeah. It is playable, yeah. but I didn't have to play it. I oh, programmed it. And, uh, yeah. You know, from awesome. all my like years of studying NES stuff, like they didn't have to play right. that stuff. So right. I'd use that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, let's, let's also do that. Program things I don't have to play. here deciding when I want to step away from it. Let's go ahead and talk about one more before we take a break from it um, or however it ends up going. Uh, Devil Star is what's... I'm literally going track by track, people. Like, if you're just literally just one after the other. It's how I listened to it. It's how I took notes about it. It's simple. Um, so Devil Star is next. Uh, and the cascade at the beginning, it's it's so satisfying, you know, and you didn't invent that, but it's so beautiful. It's just like, <laughs> I just love it. I'm like, yes, the cascade. Oh and you do it I a few that. times. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I can yeah. play that. Do it. No, I thought I could. <laughs> There's a, it's, there's a weird rhythm to it. There is, because um, you're not making it just sixteenths, right? You're kind of splitting them over the bars weird. Yeah, so it's like dotted. Um, it's like six, 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 five, five, four. It's oh, cool. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. One, two, there we go. Okay. Yeah, thank you. That part is yeah. pretty. It's a, it's a it pretty is. little it is. Little little thing that comes in a few times. Yeah, this is another one where the bass really stood out to me too. The bass in this one's great. This is the one song that I didn't. I used a, a patch uh, that was okay. a built-in patch. Uh, there's it's patch 32, and it is. Uh, I saved this one because it's also used in Daft Punk's Robot Rock. Okay. <laughs> um, it, that's. If you ever heard that track, it, yep. it sounds like a guitar, and there is guitar mixed in, mm. but it uses the same exact patch with a, a little bit of the mod modulation yeah. on it. And it just sounds like gritty and kind of like a guitar. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I don't have a guitar. And I knew we needed, this was this, I had one song and then like very early on, we were like, okay, we need a song for this level specifically. This this level needs its own song. Yeah. And this was one of the last songs I actually ended up getting right. Because it's like, he used, uh, I think an Iron Maiden track. I don't even remember, but he had like a placeholder track in mind <laughs> okay and it was just like a metal track and yeah. like that's not my wheelhouse yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't play electric guitar <laughs> I've been in bands my whole life and I've listened to plenty of metal and like it but never written one yeah so I was like a little 
I don't know how I'm, how exactly I'm going to do this. Um, my first attempt at writing this this level was it ended up being Ouroboros, uh, which oh, just isn't okay. heavy enough. It's a cool track, but not heavy. Yeah. And so this was one of the last ones, and um, I just knew I wanted to use that sound, and I didn't really have much musical idea other than like let's get some like ro- low, yeah, rumbly sound, and go from there. So it was very difficult to write. This is probably the hardest one for me to write. Oh, okay. Or just took, took the most effort. Interesting. But it is also one of my favorites. Um, once I came up with that second section, there's like a... Uh, it's like just floating. Yeah. It just kind of takes off there. Took, um, I took the rhythm from the original Straylight theme. This uh, I didn't talk about that before, but there's this rhythm, this like weird wonky rhythm, which really is a it's a seven eight rhythm with an extra beat, so it becomes eight eight. Sure, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that rhythm. So I reused that, brought that back. And so now I had a B section. And um, hmm. I could talk about this one for a lot. So we do that. And then it comes back to the, it comes back to kind of like the A section, but there's now there's a new chord progression in here. Yeah. Um, that chord progression comes back in the C section. I'll mention that in a second. But then um, I really kind of thought of like, like a devil, like a demon and angel type kind of story oh, with cool. this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we get to that B section again, there's that arpeggios and stuff, but now there's a new melody. Yeah. is just like here's this angel trying to like save you from the depths of this dark level demon yeah. level yeah um, it's all in, in in harmonized in thirds it's a nice fluty sound yeah um, and the you know just a bunch of leaps which would of course yeah. be really hard to sing yeah um, but just this like I want to get this like soaring impression so I, I took so many iterations of this melody over a hundred when I looked at my track there was like oh, I wow. recorded over a hundred different like iterations of this of this melody Oh wow! Um, another cool thing that this part does, theory-wise, it's in. It, now it feels like we're in D major, D flat. Sorry, D, it feels like we're in D flat here. Yeah. Based yeah. on the melody, so I took the same chord progression as before. Um, but just by when you, when you the melody has so much so much pull as what you hear as tonic. 
Yeah. Um, so before, the same chords were in G sharp minor. We were, we were here. Yeah. But now we're tr- now we have a different feel. Now it feels like it's in D flat. But I didn't change the harmony; just changed the melody. Oh, cool. And the, and harmonizing the melody in a D flat, uh, emphasizing D flat. So it does this. It does this whole melody, and then it kind it climbs back up like it's gonna soar away. But then like the demon comes by and like tears it all down, and we have this. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? What is that part? I don't know. like the nastiest chord progression I've ever come up with. What? And I can't take full credit for it. <laughs> I can't take full credit for it. There, um, what is it? It's yeah. a, so we're in G sharp. We're in G, we'll just say we're in G sharp, but it's yeah. sort of like G sharp minor. Yeah. But it's a sus, and then it goes to the major. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then the, the flat six, and then yeah. the, the four, and then the flat four. Yeah. Similar to a flat two in the relative major. So, right, right, yeah. A flat four in G sharp. So it's got it's got a leading tone in there. Yeah, yeah. It's already got the minor three scale degree in there. Right. So we have this sort of like resolution. It's almost tonic dominant resolution. Yeah. But this is wrong chord. That was another thing that really stood out to me on several occasions was the voice leading because there's so much circle of fifth stuff, but not necessarily, not necessarily with, with substitutions, right? You know what I mean? Just the wrong way. Right. Yes. So, uh, but I, circle of fifths. It, yeah. Like it's like, uh, uh, and I heard that in, in other songs too, where I was just like, well, all of this makes sense because theoretically it works. Right. And, you know, I would say, most of the time when I'm listening to modern music, I'm listening to music that works because we're used to hearing it work that way now. But a hundred years ago, never would have worked. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And My I, ears are definitely opened up to more things. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So, you know, compared to the way that harmony used to just always acceptably run, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but but I just heard a lot of the bones of that structure. Like it structurally, it it made sense. It made sense. I'm so glad. It, yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. I really like detest five seven to one. So there's none of that in here. There's some. <laughs> there's sometimes where a five goes down to the one. But not, okay, yeah. But very rare, or like very rarely. Yeah, there's yeah. some. There's always ton, tonic and. and Tension and release, but there's yep. so many other ways to go to one, right? And like, yeah, five to one to me is just like it's the most obvious way. Like, <laughs> are you opening the door? Like, do you want to go in this room? Yes, and we're gonna go in the room. Yeah, what you'd expect. <laughs> yeah, but like, it'd be cool. Like, if you open the r- door and like 
someone pulls you from behind and you're like, oh, wait, now I'm in this room. I didn't, and, and, mm-hmm. well, how'd I get here? Like that. But you got there in a logical way. That's the thing too. You're not just randomly going elsewhere. You're, you're going somewhere with the understanding that this works, right? Yeah. 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 There's other satisfying ways to yes, get there. Exactly. And get the one. Exactly. You also, there's, it's rare where it's, you know, the other thing about dominant tonic, like it's rare that, uh, at least in the soundtrack where you're, where you know that you're going to be somewhere else, like, like yeah. sitting at the top of a roller coaster, like, okay, we're waiting for it to go down the hill. Yeah. Like, um, it's, I more prefer the time, like where you're just like, it just shoots you off. Like you don't, you don't anticipate it. So there's a lot of, there's not a lot of like anticipation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just like, ups and downs and you kind of just ride with it and then yeah. you find yourself somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, I'll say one last thing about that Devil Star thing uh, and the, the Devil Demon thing. So the, yeah. the melody before that was all, like I said, soaring and yeah. uh, big leaps. And then we get the 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 other yeah. melody, which is really loud and it's just a chromatic scale. Like it's the complete opposite. We're just going yeah. down a chromatic scale. Yeah. And I at one point the melody is basically six... Um, uh, yeah. It's just it's just such a nice a very satisfying contrast. I need to post this. Maybe I'll have when this comes out. Maybe I've already posted it. But there's there is a reference to um, the uh, robot rock. Like I threw that melody oh. in the song. You did somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of well hidden. It's also very obvious. Like it, you definitely Once you hear, hear it. it. It's kind of like. like it, yeah, it's not like mm-hmm. hidden in the mix. Like you hear it, but it's yeah masked. My uh, one of my favorite examples of that in my own brain, and this is so random, but the is the arrow in the FedEx logo. It's like once you see yeah. it, you never unsee it. But if you didn't know it was there and you're trying to find it, you're like, "What? There's an arrow in there." You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's the best. I love stuff like that. I do too. I love it. Um. So you know, Rob, you've been on the show before. You're 88-bit. Like, this is important. This is a huge part of who you are. Um, you've done absolutely phenomenal uh, piano reductions, I guess, of um, yeah, 8-bit arrangements. music, and, and you still continue to do that. Um, get, so give us a little update on, like, you know, you mentioned that you're really into the streaming thing right now, and I'd just love to hear you talk about that for a minute before we finish off the Stray Light soundtrack. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I've been doing 88-bit, which is my piano arrangement project. The idea for that was I want to make piano arrangements of NES music to highlight some of the lesser-known stuff and like pay homage to the composers who wrote this stuff. It's really mm-hmm. phenomenal music. It deserves to be heard. Like Marble Madness is one, you know, one of my 
can't think of the word, but pinnacle songs in my repertoire. Arquista's ring. Oh, that's where I took that melody for or that that chord progression. Arquista's ring. The boss theme uses oh. not that exact progression, but it uses that chord. I'll yeah. play it real quick. <laughs> that's the chord progression uses, and that's why that's where I got that, that cool chord from. I've never seen it anywhere else except for that random game, <laughs> flat four. Love that. Um, so that was my original concept for 88-bit. But this whole time I was pretty much doing that, I've also been running this game because we've been working on it for five years. Oh, wow. Um, okay. In our spare time, like we're all, you know, we, we tried to get some funding. Uh, most companies, game uh, publishing companies are pretty hesitant to fund any VR stuff. It's still mm-hmm. a really small yeah. uh, market. Mm-hmm. So we all just, you know, in our spare time. And it was cool to find, it's cool to finally be able to like show this side of me because that, the 88-bit thing was really just a side project. I was been in bands my whole life and loved writing music and writing songs and performing in bands. Like I truly do love it. And I was like, I got just sick of like, <laughs> I, oh, I wanted to do this project, but the impetus, like the, what put me over the edge was like, I was just sick of trying to get people's schedules together and people being busy and not able to practice or play shows. And I was just like, I can't move forward. So while I'm waiting for things to happen, I'm going to do this 88-bit side project thing. And that took off on its own. Yeah. So it's been cool for people who have only known me as like arranging and performing piano to finally show this other composition side of me. And uh, the response for that has been, has been great. Um, and as far as what I'm doing, an update with 88-bit, um, I've done a lot of conventions, you know, MAGFest, played PAX a couple years ago, PAX uh, 2022, I think. That was last year. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, PAX West. Ooh, Um, yeah, I love that. Put out an album last year, um, Super Mario 64 lo-fi album on Caraga Records. I (laughs) I was was like, should I wear that shirt? Is that going to be too self-promoting? No, show Um, it. Show us. I have have a Caraga shirt. (laughs) A Caraga Records shirt. (laughs) They, uh, they've been great. They do lo-fi VGM stuff. And uh, so me and SafePoint, he, um, also known as RoboRob, he started this label and he asked me to do this Super Mario 64 album, which was not something I ever had on my radar. Um, we did this like a uh, bunch of jazz arrangements, uh, you know, lo-fi type style. Yeah. And that was super fun because um, my 80-bit stuff is pretty much true to the original. Like just play the notes and try to find a way to play it on piano. This was, you know, re- creation and a reharmonization of classic themes uh, that came out last year and super fun really proud of that
I've got a bunch more things that are on my list to actually get recorded now. Oh, good. A, a good long list of Final Fantasy. I actually want to record the Marble Madness uh, soundtrack. And oh, then yeah. A bunch of other games that are on my list. So. <laughs> and you're coming to yeah. Minneapolis? Yep, I'll be at uh, Minneapolis for VGM Con. Awesome. Do a panel about uh, also about uh, Straylight and the soundtrack, and kind of show my logic process file. Sweet. Get the yeah, dig into how some of the sounds are made and how, and how the music was written and composed. And uh, can also play with Insane in the Rain music. Yeah, so, they just announced him coming. So yeah, yeah, and because uh, I recorded on his album last year, recorded piano for his. It's saying the rain album, which was so fun. <laughs> awesome. Got to go to Seattle. Don Palombi's on there. Nico Mendoza. Love it. Uh, Andrew Sumabat on horn. Of course, uh, Carlos. Yep. And uh, and then I'll be doing a set of my own. I, they haven't announced it yet, so but I'm sure they will. Yeah. Eventually, pretty awesome. soon. Awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. It's going to be a great weekend. Looking forward to it. April 14th through 16th. Everyone, come to Minneapolis. Technically, great Plymouth, event. but. You know, they call it Minneapolis West, which cracks me up. I'm like, mm. yeah, nobody in Minneapolis calls it that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> if it's, I think it's good they say Minneapolis. If it was if, like if it said Plymouth, yeah, I would nobody be like, what be the hell less is likely Plymouth? to like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah I was yeah, like, oh, no. this is just a really tiny con, but yeah, um, no, it is a smaller stuff. con, but it's getting bigger, and it is. it's one of the most fun. And a lot of people in the VGM scene are going to this, yep. especially last time. Last time, yeah, I feel like it's like. We're on the edge of it, just yeah. Yeah. So we should value it like it is it. right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fantastic time. So um, I'm so excited you're coming back. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Me too. So just a few tracks left uh, on the Straylight soundtrack. Um, the Railgun Run is what's up next, and this one. Um, you you mentioned I, I I think it was um, the whichever one where you were explaining how it's like a seven eight rhythm with a beat added. Um, you know you you do that yeah, a few times. Double star which I, and straylight. I thought it was really fun how you kind of pretend to fuck with meter like that, right? Because that's really what. <laughs> yeah. It's an illusion, and uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And you you kind of do that in the railgun run as well, um, but yeah. really just a happy vibey happy vibey track so tell me tell me about it. it's a very songy track too I thought I could just imagine some and were there voices in here no no, no voices oh wow, god okay just, just synth. the synth okay yeah but just it's very songy fun. you know like I, it's like an anthem kind of <laughs> yeah this one has a clear melody that you can mm-hmm. it's not too wild that you could sing yeah um this was one of the earlier ideas I had and I really struggled with it it was really just a concept and you talk about that rhythm I just had this Rhythm, rhythmic concept. So they're like a dotted, a common dotted rhythm is, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like try to smooth that out even more. So if we double it and become six, 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 four, four, I can then okay. like do kind of what I did with that, with that devil star riff is like yeah. uh, six, 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 uh, six, seven, seven, seven. So make that four, four. Uh, yeah. Took two beats. I don't know. Kind of mess around with the, the, the 16th notes. So that's mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. 
And so it ends up feeling like we have these weird accents where it feels like, oh, is that on meter? Right. No, it, it's just <laughs> yeah. weirdly accented. Yeah. Um, so that, this one took me a while because I had a much longer, like I, I had a, a longer chord progression or just mm-hmm. more repetitions. And I once I got rid of the repetitions and then it started to flow a lot yeah. better. Um, and then came up with the second section, which is a really clear uh, uh, melody. Um, and a new yeah. chord progression. The chord progression of this is fun too. Um, so the chord progression from the first section, A section, uh, it's kind of jumping back and forth. They're kind of in pairs of chords. Mm-hmm. So one, three, one, three, and then flat six, mm-hmm. four. Oh, I said one, three, I meant six, six, one. Whatever, it's these <laughs> like, yeah. it's three pairs of chords, which ends up being a total of five unique chords. And then I use those five unique chords for the chorus, but just in like every other chord. I yeah. played around with different patterns. I ended up liking that progression. Wait, that wasn't it either. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then... So a lot of minor mode switching back and yeah, forth. Yeah. You never quite know what the next chord's going to be. Mm-hmm. But it never feels totally out of place because we've heard all these chords before. Yeah. Well, it fits the it's the it's straylight. It's not the track, but it's the vibe of the game. It's the vibe of the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, the, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it all seems it goes together. You know what I mean? It's yeah this cohesive. One, I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I tried, uh, a lot of it's the new material musically. Although I did take um, the the form of straylight, so it's just A B A B. Mm-hmm. So it's not nothing revolutionary there. It's another one where the melody is twice as long, kind of like last last campfire. When the melody comes back, it's now extended, yeah, yeah. a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a. Uh, I feel like I channeled some some Mason Lieberman in near the end. Is <laughs> the bass is just like going really crazy? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I did some. I did a song for him for "This Is the President of the United States." That's a, that's the a name of the game. Okay, and. Uh, he just had some like really like wild like bass stuff. Yeah. Just, like fun, busy stuff. And so I went a little hard on the bass at the very end there. <laughs> and I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like it was some Mason Lieberman inspiration. Ascent of the Juggernaut. Uh, this one also funky, you know, meter business. And, you know, it's basically 9-8, but it's not, right? It's like 5-8 plus 4-8 is... However you want to group it. Yeah. And so I wondered how you it's grouped it. It's not compound meter. It? It's not 1-2-3, one, 1-2-3, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. No, 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 no. Definitely no. 9-8 plus 1 or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one's my favorite one. This one is like... Yeah. The second hardest one to write.
And I was playing a musical, is what kind of inspired this. I was playing uh, White Christmas, Irving Berlin's White Christmas. <laughs> yes. And the, the touring version of that has a keyboard two part, which took the original oh, like string quintet okay. and put it all on a keyboard part. And it was so difficult. Oh, okay. Because they're individual lines. And it's like, right. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you save money. Yeah. Uh, hire one person to play it all. Yeah. Um, so I, I was on the string pads and I just came up with this first few chords. And like, just love that sound. Yeah. Um, looking back, I'm pretty sure I was inspired by Aerial Race Level Four from Marble Madness. Uh, yeah, it's definitely kind of the same vibe. Uh, we have this minor third dissension yep. right here. And it's just so like dark and ominous. Yeah. So that's similar to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so harmonically, like this one gets a little theory wise, uh, theory in the weeds, but, um, harmonically, I wonder, I had the idea of like, would it be cool if I could make something where the, it's still kind of in four chords, like a four chord cycle, but yeah. it's never the same four chords. Every new group is a different set of four chords. Sure. So this one took forever to, <laughs> to come up with. Um, I also limited myself to, only three types of chords, and it's all these hollow chords. I mentioned one earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's um, so this first one here. They're all slash chords. So the three chords okay. basically are. I'll do it in C. I wish I could. Have, I should have my other camera. But um, um, one would be a, a C. Uh, so G over C. Yep. So it's kind of like a C major nine with no third. Yep. Or a B flat over C. So a suspended dominant. Yep. Or a D over C. So yeah. you can think of that as Lydian. a D seven with a seven in the bass, or yeah. a D or a C sharp eleven with no no third. Yeah, a C and thirteen. So those three chords are what I limited myself to this whole song. You can also so you basically think of it as like a triad and a bass part that are never together. They're okay. never in yeah. sync. Hmm. So I can also take a triad, change the bass around, C over F, C over B flat, right? C over D. And I get yeah. it's another way to think of those three chords. Sure. Um, so I used that for the whole the whole piece. There is one moment where I broke it and I played a major seven chord, just voice leading. That's where it needed to go. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it, it, the chords never repeat. So certain groups of chords, like four chord progressions, will come back, mm -hmm. but never like one after another. Okay. Uh, I take the back. There is one moment where I do repeat it, just a different voice, different voicing. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's just harmonically, it was just like, like what can I do harmonically with this? And then yep. uh, there really isn't much of a melody at first. Then we get yeah. this rhythmically wonky um, arpeggio that's like starts and stops. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I were to repeat it, it would be nine notes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three. Yep. Uh, and I play with that sometimes. There are times where we, the drums come out and then it's just this. And I do play with the, it ends up being a 9-8. So there's this 9-8 groove and it grooves, but it's also not quite as wonky because it's a 9-8. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
yeah, I had a lot of a lot of fun with with this one. Um, and then finally, there's the last another one that's through composed. It doesn't really repeat. Yep. Um, the last section where it's all dreamy. It was all dreamy. Mm-hmm. Um, it finally goes to this one one so chord I hadn't done. Like combination wise, I could do this chord. I could do this chord, mm. which sometimes I go to. But I'd never done this one until the third section. Mm. Oh, and yeah. It's like, it's just like, this is, we're somewhere else now. Yeah. That sets up the the last section. Then the chords start changing at different times, and there's a melody that comes in, and it's just it's like yeah, this dreamy, yeah, this dreamy section, the dreamy section. So really, good. yeah, this one I'm really, I want people to listen to it. I'm really proud of this one. Uh, this one definitely bumps. Like, I I have a, you know, stereo system, and my subwoofer must have accidentally got turned up a little too much, so everything, even my TV watching, is just a little too boomy, and I'm just too lazy to de- <laughs> fix it. It would take me <laughs> 7.2 seconds, and I haven't fixed it. And this one definitely had my apartment, like, banging a little, nice. which was which was fun. Um and and this one has a really fun dropout too. Um, yeah, t- talk about Ouroboros. Yeah, I, just, I want to shout out to um, Robo Rob or Save Point or Rob Anderson is his name. He I, I um, worked with him to help do some additional mixing. Okay. So I sent him some stems, the kick, the drums, the synths, and the bass, and he um, helped kind of mix those separately, and then did all the mastering as well. So okay. He made everything like sound. Super bumping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he 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 was great. I highly recommend working with him. So if anybody wants need some a mastering agent or yeah, um, he's he's great. So yeah, this was the second track I ever did, and I just got the MIDI involved or got the MIDI kit in. Um, so I was like, oh cool, I can lay, I can program stuff and sequence mm-hmm. things. Um, and I was definitely listening to a lot of Lewis Cole, so you might hear some of that. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, in the chord progressions in the bass. Sweet. Um, this one was written for like the last level. It's called Ouroboros, which is... Um, the level's kind of like an infinity sign. Oh, okay. So there's two sections to the song, and they both start in A, a minor. But the first section is in... It's really in C. Even though it goes to C minor. It's, again, mixing modes. Yep. And then the second section starts in A minor... But now we end up staying in, in A. Okay. So A becomes the tonic, tonal center there. So it's got these two halves. It's just a fun song. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they both 
uh, there's another little trick. There's a two four bar in there, so it's got this weird, weird rhythm, three four, where it starts on the off, on the offbeat, bum, bum, ba, dun, yep. and then there's a two four bar, one two, where then now the rhythm starts on the beat. Okay, it's the same rhythm, yeah. but just uh, yep. now we feel it in a different way. Yeah, second half of the song. loops it's like the chords change when you don't expect uh, we don't you won't be able to hear the loop on the recording but on the right. game in the game it's right. very, a really a really subtle Skipped any? Did I skip any? I didn't skip any. Uh, we didn't talk about the very first the very first track, one. We'll, we'll talk one. about the first one too, because oh my god, yeah. Um, but the end. Uh, this one's fun because the percussion kind of just sneaks in too. It just kind of like randomly, not randomly, but just kind of sprinkles itself into the texture. It's random. Yeah, and then finally, like it's just like past almost like one minute in, everything kind of comes together, and it's just so so grand. So um, let's talk about the part before the piano comes in, which I love. But but yeah, yeah, this is the only one that has any piano on it. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to do a different. I had so this is the only song too that or piece that I would mostly written before the game. Everything else was written with the game in mind. This was a piece I mostly oh, wrote in interesting. college. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, it was just a piano idea. It was just this. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. All these yeah. accents. And um, and I had this, I just thought it would work for the game. And also having some timbral change would be cool for this last level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only one I had to like kind of rework too. Because my first pass at it was, it didn't quite fit the right, it was too different. Okay. So I had to make oh. it, I had to add more synths and stuff <laughs> and more drums. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a more of a minimalistic piece. You can hear some Steve Reich inspiration, John Adams. Yep. Um, and formally, it's kind of backwards. It starts really, really intense, and it just kind of calms out mm-hmm. or grooves out, and then it just gets quieter and quieter, and like more and more calm yeah. as the piece goes on. three sections that first opening section and yeah that's just kind of like building you know just a build up trying to I took some elements from other songs threw them in there and there's like the drums are just kind of sprinkled in yeah. and then finally everything drops and then it you know, opens up 
Yeah. And it just sounds grand and grooves and it's intense. The last section, which this like really warm, satisfying, yes, huge warm hug of yes. chords, and it also <laughs> just, I just it just sounds devastating to me. Like this chord, this these chord movements, this so low, yeah. Um, that's just the word that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but I wanted. So it's your last level. It's like an intense level, but I, my thinking was like, we're going to like kind of focus, help the player just focus on like what yeah. it is they're doing. And then also give a sense that like they're coming to the actual end. Like they yeah. had a wild journey through this wild place. It was nothing like they've ever seen. And like you finally kind of reached literally the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a really, a, a melody in there. So the melody is the only thing I didn't write beforehand. The melody was written with the game in mind. So... There's this calming, calming melody mm-hmm. that kind of goes all over the place. Not all over the place, but it, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just there. Like what it kind of waves. first track though uh you know it just sets that mood immediately right like i mean it, it just immediately yeah the very first track yep uh, it just immediately took me somewhere you know oh good and and i hear minimal the, the kind of minimalism influence there too like right how it starts you can tell this isn't going to be 80s this isn't the 80s this sounds like it but it's not you know Good, yeah. There's a little bit of reference there, but something new. Yeah, um, yeah first track is just a re remake of Straylight theme, really. Yeah, it's the same like chord progression mm-hmm. notes. Um, I, um, it's like B yeah. pad, except um, oh, same exact notes: F sharp uh, to, to G sharp to E to um, or G sharp to E. But the melody now is clearly an F sharp, so like we're not in B anymore. Yeah. Or straight lights in B, but it's the same notes, but now F sharp is being tonicized. So F sharp feels like tonic. Yep. Tonic. Yeah. Right? This is not tonic. No. Right. It's F sharp. <laughs> yeah. So that's a concept I really love to play with. Taking the same something you already taking notes that you're familiar with and changing the mm-hmm. tonal center in clever ways without yeah. not not tonic not seven not five to one um, yeah. and there's some 
more ties to the game. Like, so this is the level select. So you're just sitting, you're on a platform. So you're not okay. floating. Okay. You're looking at the world, the levels, and you can choose what level. So this is nice. called platform. And it's the only one. It's like, so it's very stable. It's, it yeah. has a floaty feeling to it, like what you're about to embark on. Mm-hmm. A lot of reverb. Um, but you are, but harmonically, it yeah. is. Here's tonic. all of them I know that's all of them it's like I just know you know I can tell when I hear a soundtrack if I'm like going to be listening to it years from now and I'll definitely be listening to this just for for leisure right leisure and pleasure <laughs> that makes me really glad um, that I'm really glad I hope so yeah I, I will it's just it's so great and uh, I also love um, you know and and it's it's come up a number of times, but just kind of the wonderment, just the the positivity, you know. I'm I'm really into that these days. Hearing a soundtrack that doesn't make me feel like I'm, you know, trying to topple the Berlin Wall with force or something like that. You know, it's <laughs> like it's like no, we're gonna have this great adventure, and and I'm gonna support you musically along the way, and we're gonna have fun. You know, I mean, I just I really loved that vibe. I love that. I love that description. Yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, that's what it should be. I yeah. wrote um, music that I wanted to hear and listen to. Yeah. That didn't quite exist yet. Good. So Do more of that. I am glad. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much always, unless I'm the writing goal. for something yeah. very specific. Yeah. Yeah. They, they gave me freedom to pretty much write whatever I, they trusted me to write whatever I felt was best yeah. for the game. And I'm grateful for that trust. Yeah. It's amazing what can happen when you just let someone, when you trust someone. Right. And let their creativity flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, I always ask this question. The answer is usually uh, I can't talk about it, but is there anything that you're working on that you can tell us about? I don't, I'm not working on any more games right now. So okay. there's nothing I can't really talk about, <laughs> I don't think. Okay. Um, I've, like everything finally just like, the game came out. I did this concert series in Minneapolis where we, 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 we reconnected. Mm-hmm. And um, mostly working on um, 88-bit stuff. I have a bunch of projects. Um, some other collabs with other creators, other awesome. uh, artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some uh, stuff with Icarus Kid and Megaran oh, nice. and working on trying to do some more stuff with them. Um, some more stuff with the Caraga Records. Uh, and then... Um, the, yeah, that's just a lot of little projects that are that I've been yeah. I can now finally like kind of knock out. Awesome. And and Twitch streaming like that is Yeah. You meant you asked about it. I didn't really say anything about it, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's been a big part of my life and really fun part of my life. Um stream 3 days a week. Um what days? And uh right now Tuesday and I it's, it hasn't changed for a while. Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursday evenings. I might change the time. Okay. Um but it's around 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I might make it a little bit later, and then Saturday is at eight. This is Eastern time. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, I started doing that for it's been over two years now, and found just and and cultivated a great community of supportive people who 
like what I'm doing and like my music and me as a person and like I like them. <laughs> they're wonderful. Like they're just so supportive. Yeah. Um, we just had a vinyl campaign through for Stray Light get funded. Nice. And they were like the most supportive people out of everyone. Wow. Sharing it, um, pledging. And to have that amount of support is like the whole thing is like life changing. Streaming is weird mm-hmm. and different and not something ever like was on my radar. Yeah. Um, but to have this kind of support from people who don't aren't biased or anything. It's like not your friends or family. Right. People who who just come in and with an open mind, like, I like this. And that is so uh, empowering. Here is it uh, t- just slash eighty eight bit twitch.tv slash Rob Kovacs. Oh, it's Rob Kovacs. Okay, yeah, because okay. I have eighty eight bit everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, eighty eight bit music pretty much everywhere else. But there yeah. isn't eighty eight bit music on Twitch. There is. Who's? Oh, yeah, you should probably talk to him sometime. Yeah, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Gomes. Okay. Um, I'm actually not, not sure if it's Gomes or Gomez, but um, yeah. I think it's Gomes. He, uh, yeah, he is an excellent pianist, and he's done a lot of stuff with. Uh, He's played on game soundtracks. He's done a Pokemon um, piano album. The so he wrote the arrangement for the Celeste piano al- um, album. Oh, cool! Okay, yeah. Okay, like a, hilarious. He's a legit guy, <laughs> <And> he <goes. laughs> uh, but he has that name on on Twitch. Okay, so I use my own name. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh... The soundtrack is streaming and all the places. Where can it be purchased? Um, Bandcamp. Okay. It's also released through um, uh, Imperia Records, E-M-P-E-R-I-A Records. Okay. Um, they've been great. I'm really happy to partner with them. Cool. Um, so as of now, I, as of now, the vinyl campaign is over, so you can't order vinyl. But mm. I'm pretty sure we will be offering vinyl again once everything's pressed. Okay. And there is a chance of getting... We're working on getting uh, CDs and tapes too. Oh, funny! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the All one the thing I can't I can't play right now. I have not. I still have a stack of favorite tapes because I mean, obviously, that's what I grew up with was tapes, like literally making mixtapes. Uh, but uh, CDs, I can do. CDs, I can definitely do. Uh, oh, tapes! Love it. Oh my god, <laughs> tapes. Uh, tapes. Something special about just like popping a tape in. I know you're gonna have, have to get out tape. the new number two pencils again, though, if you're gonna be using tapes. Look, you've got a Walkman right there. Is that a Walkman? No, <laughs> it's a Jensen. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Close enough. Yeah. The the Car- Caraga record labels ga- oh, gave it fun. to everyone, all the artists. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sound. Let's play. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It's neat. I want one. Amazing. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, Rob, seriously, such a pleasure to listen to that soundtrack. It was great to see you when you were in town last week, and I'm super excited for VGM Con in April. And, um, yeah, just thanks for making some great music. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking time to talk with me. Thanks for letting me um, talk about all the theory of, of, of all the songs. 
Anytime. Yeah, thank you for giving me some time. Thank you for listening to Level with Emily. You can learn more about Rob Kobach's 88-bit and see a playlist which has timestamps now and support Level with Emily at patreon.com slash level. Check out the video of my chat with Rob on the Level with Emily YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that channel and get notifications so you don't miss any of our new videos of interviews. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services. Composer Brad Gentle manages our YouTube channel. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc. Here at Level with Emily, we're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance. It features a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. You can hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.